Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frog Snacks Podcast. It is episode 128, and we are revisiting an old topic this week. Uh, there's, uh, as with most of our topics, it's generally an ongoing issue. It's something that is more or less a constant, something that we always kind of uh, cap the episode with as saying that, you know, we'd be paying attention to it. And uh, I think this is the... Um, Probably in in terms of the Frog Snacks universe, the the most uh, obvious example of that, uh, way 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 back, 113 episodes ago, uh, <laughs> and over two years ago, we um, we did an episode about Twitch versus YouTube. This was when YouTube as a when YouTube gaming and, and YouTube as a live streaming service was a relatively new phenomenon. They had just added uh, 60 FPS streaming, which was a big deal, and. Um, for two more minutes. Than, yeah, and uh, more than two years has passed since that date. We actually looked it up. It was it was May twenty eighth, uh, twenty fifteen. Which uh, sounds that he's hanging on the dates here. It was. I mean, it just, God. It just seems like it was a different universe. Like just the world was in another. It, whatever. It, it, it's well in a number of ways we were, but that yeah. is neither here nor there. Yeah, but uh, but point but, is much 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 has happened in the Twitch versus YouTube discussion since then. Yes, uh, I would add that this is the fact that we can look back on that conversation uh, and be like, wow, this is maybe not ancient history, but this is clearly a dated conversation now. Uh, just speaks to the the the, the rapid pace with which things move in the gaming space, you know, and in the internet space more broadly. Uh, in the years since that time, the, the biggest thing that jumped out at me is, you know, everybody a couple years ago were incessantly complaining about Twitch's technological infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they were still using Flash video. Let's, let us pause on that point alone. Yeah. Twitch was still using Flash video. Flash... The, the ancient <laughs> video standard of the internet that is actually finally being killed by Adobe. I think they said in 2020 they're officially ending all sport. When I think Flash, I think Newgrounds. Exactly. You think 1990s through like 20, 2005. That's yeah. what you think of. Yep. When people were like excited to be using Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Jobs is like in his grave like, <laughs> I told you, <ya>, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but that's that, but that's just a small example of the sea change, right? And right. now nobody. I mean, you're still going to get some people that wish we had certain things like uh, less stream delay. Even though the, the stream delay on Twitch now, it, even that is less than what it was before. Uh, things like that and and other infrastructure improvements. But the conversation has moved massively away from tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're really into the nitty gritty of competition. Like when YouTube gaming uh, was coming out the gate, for those that may not recall or didn't care at the time, uh, Twitch used to be independent. And it, God, this really does feel dated, doesn't it? Twitch used to be independent. And there was a little bit of a in the background bidding war uh, for a parent company to buy them out. Uh, for a long time, it seemed like Google was close to doing so, uh, but finally Amazon swooped in and for, I think, just shy of a billion, bought, uh, bought up Twitch, and I think that was also in 2015. Yeah, it was like nine, $990 million or something. 
Yeah, some absurd amount of money. Yeah. So, and now it's funny because another part of the conversation we can look back on that at the time we were everybody's like Amazon really what mm-hmm. uh, and, and and now Amazon runs everybody's lives. Yeah, I mean, in terms of you know me thinking about like brand extension and that kind of stuff, it still feels strange, but noticeably less strange than it did back then because as you said. Amazon has moved so ambitiously in the last like three years to, as you said, make a move to be uh, one of the companies taking over everybody's life. Uh, the qu- quick aside here, which will also, I think, lend some context to discussion. Uh, and I believe the author from the New York Times named uh, Farhad Manjo, I believe is his name, who wrote up a, a series of articles that are kind of looking at what he refers to as the big five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Apple, Google, Microsoft, uh, Facebook, and Amazon. Uh, The five companies that run your life. So he looks at those companies because they are all enormous, enormously wealthy, and enormously influential. Like if you think of the five of those companies, they control a shocking amount, a borderline disturbing amount of an everyday person's life, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, and all of them have been locked in a very heated pitched battle to exert as much influence and control over as many people's lives as possible. Now, the the ramifications of that are entirely subject of a whole other discussion, right? But one small microcosm of that is the gaming battle between Amazon and Google. Which, again, and now that we have a little more context in this year, right, we can, I can kind of understand better, like, Amazon's play here. Even if they did not have any supreme ambition for Twitch, and they kind of do, we can get into that a little bit, uh, at very least, it would, they, I'm sure the conversation within the walls of Amazon was, it's worth spending the money so that Google does not lock down the you know, user-created video space entirely. Uh, and, and we see the wisdom of that logic in, in, in the years that have passed. So why don't we get into uh, some of the, the things that have been happening more recently that I think demonstrate that, right? Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk about first the, the, big, the big elephant in the room uh, is that YouTube... Uh, as wonderful platform as it is, has been having some issues, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And I feel like they've been specifically affecting the the gaming populace and the gaming content creators. I mean, more so than everybody else, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel it more strongly. Yeah. So, for those that don't know exactly what we're referring to, the one of the biggest conversations on in the YouTube community now is the ad apocalypse. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, <laughs> the ad apocalypse began earlier this year. Uh, and I believe this was also in the wake of a PewDiePie moment, mm-hmm. uh, where diff- So of course, if people don't know, right on YouTube, YouTubers make money when lots of people watch their videos and, uh, lots of ads get rolled and people click on the ads 
money goes to Google, cut of that goes to the YouTube creator, right? Yeah. Which is why people like PewDiePie, who have 57 million subscribers, 57 million. Mm-hmm. Let's put that in perspective for a second. Manhattan has about, not Manhattan, well, the New York City, five boroughs, has about 9 million people. Yeah. <laughs> Which itself is bigger than the population of some countries. Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, um, if, you, if you just look at uh, population, if, if, if the population of uh, PewDiePie's subscribership were a country, uh, it would fall somewhere in between um, Tanzania and Italy and rank somewhere in the top 25 of countries. Not a particularly comforting thought, given <laughs> what we know about PewDiePie's content. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, that is exactly why YouTube started to have some problems, because uh, not just PewDiePie by any stretch of the imagination, but he got the most attention because of his outrageously large subscribership, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the conversation started earlier in the year where brands were starting to poke a little harder into... Well, what is my stuff getting advertised on? Everything with YouTube is dealt with robots, right? Right, so, and algorithms. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, let's say, Honda, you know, you say, hey, YouTube, run my ads on some popular videos, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that is done, via, as you said, via algorithms. Uh, but it, it turned out that, you know, if you're Honda, you might find out, oh, look, uh, we're getting played before this lovely terrorism video. This lovely ISIS recruitment video. Yeah. <laughs> we all know ISIS loves Honda, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's there. It's the, I mean, the safety rating is just... Yeah, the safety rating is great. You have to buy it. You gotta buy it. But, uh, so, the marketing people at all these companies were like, hell no. So, thus, there was a major pullout, uh, and people started noticing their, um ad revenue plummeting. YouTube did not help this issue by introducing a basically a content filter for the various advertising companies to use, which would say, hey, uh, I don't want my videos featured on these kinds of channels. The problem was that these kinds of channels could be as vague as, you know, uh, sensitive, like politically sensitive material. Right. Which is literally everything in 2017. I mean, right, exactly. So you had that issue going on. So even as this, again, still like in the early part of this year, even as, uh, advertisers start to come back to the platform as the initial controversy rolled, uh, winded down, people were still not getting a boost in their ad revenues because videos would just be demonetized for running afoul arbitrarily of these new content guidelines, right? Right, and arbitrarily seems to be the key word here because, again, all of this is algorithm-based, which is, uh, you know, like the the kind of A word for, yep. uh, you know, tech 2017. But, yep. you know, if, if this stuff is done uh, both automatically and discriminately based on the algorithm – you have huge swaths of people just seeing, uh, you know, just just cliff dives in 
um, in their ad revenue because all of this stuff is completely automated. And, and uh, YouTube's had a lot of issues with automation in the past, right? Like they, they had, uh, they, they had seemingly arbitrarily taken down videos based on, you know, what, what was, what was like a vague and arbitrary violation of a copyright, stuff like that. And it became affecting, you know, once it started affecting people's bottom lines, then it became this huge, this really huge problem and, and very, you know, recent and obvious and in your face problem. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the adpocalypse has been rolling on and unfortunately it started to get a little worse because again, our good friend PewDiePie, uh, had another incident earlier this month, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you don't know about that, go look up on the internet. We needn't go into all those details here. But the point was that a lot of people were getting upset because this could start get another advertiser freakout. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, there's a few. The PewDiePie incident, right, actually brought up a couple of different issues, right? Yeah. So first there was the content issue, which was, okay, are we going to have, you know, Adpocalypse V2, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to right. add to apocalypse or something like that. <laughs> to add to apocalypse. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but right. are but we, are we gonna uh, have that? But a legitimate, a legitimate concern. A very legitimate concern. Then there was the response to the PewDiePie incident. Uh, that part we'll give real quick for content. So PewDiePie uh, had his moments, and uh, the Campo Santo and Sean Vanman, the CEO. Uh, said nah and issued a DMCA takedown on PewDiePie's video advertising that he was showing a let's play of their game Firewatch. Right. Now, legally speaking, as far as I have seen in the issue, uh, and from everything I've read so far, uh, they were fully within their right to do so. Mm -hmm. But the problem is now the legal side. Uh, well, not the legal, because this is all legal, but I'm talking about like the legal precedence. Right. Uh, and this is where Twitch and YouTube stand to get nailed. Because, as it turns out, this whole idea of a let's play, you know, people sitting and playing literally the entire game on stream or on a YouTube video, operates in a legally gray area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... If I were to just start playing whatever game right now, I do not have any explicit legal right to do so. Unless, and in the case of Firewatch, this actually was out there, uh, the developer had some kind of uh, written permission out there for people to use. So, right, which uh, Santo actually did have that, but yeah. you can revoke that per user at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the thing that people are worried about now is now that this DMCA thing has started, PewDiePie could theoretically sue them. He'd probably lose. But in the process, they there could be a precedent, a legal precedent established that could screw all the other Let's Players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another thing. I don't know what your take on that one would be. Well... Uh, you know, it, it's 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 tough to even have a take on it, right? Unless it's unless it's like a, a, a scalding hot take, right? Like, <laughs> and that's the and that's the thing is that listen, nobody. Um, I, 
you're right. There's all of this operates in a legal gray area and with few exceptions, uh, Nintendo, uh, there have been, you know, just like a, a general acceptance of this because it ultimately benefits everybody. Correct. So everybody's just kind of been like, all right, we're going to allow this to happen. Now I, you know, it's, it's crazy to me that we've gone this long since the launch of, you know, uh, Justin.TV that we've had somebody on stream with, you know, a large following that has said something that was, uh, to put it in the, in the mildest terms, in the, in the most pepperless, unseasoned <laughs> terms Yes. To say that it was uh, to, to it made divisive comments on stream, right. right? Right. Now, the fact that we have gone this far before something like this has happened is one amazing. But two, yes. uh, now we're in. It's almost like we're too far because everybody's making so much money off of this, right? The sure. the the exposure is. Uh, the, the, the exposure is, is unbelievable. It's free advertising for developers and publishers. A, it's creating actual ad revenue for the people who are doing this. It's, 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 uh, it's this whole cottage industry of playing, uh, of, of, of essentially advertising other people's intellectual property, uh, superimposing a personality on top of it. And both parties benefiting from it financially, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it's so murky because, yes, they are within their legal rights to say, okay, 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 uh, whoa, whoa, scale it back. This has gone too far. Uh, you, I don't want you, um, person who says the N-word in front of 57 million people, to make money off of our game. Right. Right. Um, You can still play our game. You can you can still enjoy our game. You cannot make money off of it. Right. That sounds like a perfectly reasonable thing. But again, this this we we live in a time where um, where where precedence when it comes to the legal rights of corporations has mm-hmm. become a very scary thing. Um, and, and the people are worried, as, as they should be, that if a precedence is set for somebody to say, all right, well, we, don't, we no longer want you to benefit from this thing that we created in this space, mm-hmm. you know, then you know, th- that could be a scary thing. You know, wh- where is the line drawn? Now, my scalding hot take is that... <laughs> You know, and and that's that's my okay. Let's look at this from the most objective place possible. My my classic, you know, snacks diplomatic time. Uh, but my my scalding hot take on this is that um, PewDiePie should have uh, stopped being a thing a long time ago. And I don't think. And if the precedence is. Um, abject uh, racial hatred and and racial and racial vitriol uh, shouldn't should lose you money so if that's the precedence then I'm perfectly okay with it um, but will other developers and other you know 
people who hold the rights to intellectual properties see it exactly the same way I do, hopefully, but uh, again, you don't want to set a legal precedence based off of hope and you don't want to, you don't want to set a legal precedence based off of political ideology. Well, yeah, I was going to say where somebody is definitely going to disagree with you is because now you're going to have folks that would say, well, are we going to are we going to start policing speech on YouTube? Right. Which some, some people already believe that the, you know, the demonetization guidelines are essentially policing speech. I don't know if I buy that, especially because we know that it is so arbitrary. Mm hmm. Uh, but it is it is a thing to be considered. The the problem for the legal precedent is is mainly a thing of um, people are worried that the precedent could be that let's plays are banned unless otherwise specified. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which would then create a problem for all this existing content, all future content. You know, what if developers don't play ball? Then people do not have the right to play it at all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but now, here's where it gets interesting. Enter Twitch. So, I'll also add this. I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm, I'm coming down entirely on YouTube. But unfortunately, YouTube really has had, like, been in the shitter for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of these core questions surrounding the model upon which it is built. So, where people, you have a bunch of people now... Uh, moving to Twitch primarily. Why is that? Because YouTube is based on this ad model, right? Ultimately, you as a creator do not have control over whether or not you make money off your videos, even if they are heavily viewed, right? Mm -hmm. But on Twitch, you do because of the subscribe button. So the the way that people make money and Twitch makes money on their platform is through the fans. You make good stuff, you start getting viewed, Twitch gives you a subscribe button, then people will start paying for additional perks because they like you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitch as a platform has no bearing on whether or not you make a cent outside of awarding you the ability to do so once you've met their thresholds of being worthy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Similarly, you have some YouTube creators like Phil DeFranco, who's not in the gaming space, but he's just an example, uh, who have started using the Patreon model. For those that don't know about Patreon, it's essentially like a Twitch subscribe button where you can pay whatever amount per month and you'll get additional perks um, on, but since Patreon is its own thing, not tied to necessarily any platform, it's on the onus of the creator to say, okay, well, here's what you're going to get, be it, you know, additional things on their website, uh, additional exclusive videos, additional exclusive live streams, whatever. Uh, so that is another thing that people are doing, but it just is interesting to me. Uh, and this is another workplace where you can get to give a scalding hot take. Uh, that Twitch's model, which has been around since basically the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, is now this kind of interesting, maybe not threat, but it has proved to be a competitive advantage. Oh, though for I should, I should for add, sure. though, sorry, before you give the scalding hot take, <laughs> I should add that actually just yesterday, YouTube announced sponsorships. Yes. 
which are literally Twitch subscriptions. Like literally they do all the same things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go on. So this is this is such an advantage, right? This isn't even a scalding hot take. This is this is so obvious to me and I, and I think to a lot of people as well that you know the this this model that YouTube has built for itself is this like you know uh, is is this like uh, apocalyptic uh, like technological hellscape where you know robots decide you know who is worthy of revenue right based on algorithms that were built that are flawed right yeah. and the 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 subscription model on Twitch has literally been around since the the dark ages right like and i don't mean the dark ages of the internet i mean like the literal like human dark age, like pre-medieval ages right this is this is essentially it's essentially patronage right you you pay for you know the services of an, an artisan you know you pay michelangelo to paint the roof of the sistine chapel it's 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 like a traditional bartering system Right. And it's human to human. It's peer to peer, you know, payment and service, and that is it. And it, it, it's built into this subscription model, which is, you know, pr- pretty much a more updated version of, you know, uh, you know, nobles paying artists to like paint their lineage on, onto their castle wall. Right? It's the mm-hmm. same stuff. So this is, um, you know, this this is immune to to this. Uh, this model that that YouTube has uh, has created and not created but has adopted and is now tripping over, um, and it's it's so funny that it, it almost you know like you're saying like yeah you don't want to you don't want to pin this whole thing up on YouTube but it's almost like how you, can you not it's it's how can you not right like it, it it almost seems like Twitch is just they must just be sitting there watching all of this unfold. And just like smiling and just being like, should have done it this way, idiot. Like, like you deserve it. Screw you. Like, it's, it, it, it almost seems that obvious to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And I, I would argue that everything says right, but Twitch being in the position it is, is a little bit lucky, right? Mm-hmm. That they get to sidestep this issue. Uh the, the amazing thing about Twitch and what the folks at their company have done is that they really have hammered home uh, the core of the platform and how it relates to their audience, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about them for a little bit, right? So as I mentioned before, the biggest struggle they had last time we had this conversation was the tech side. I would say, from my vantage point, that has largely been addressed. Uh, always room to improve, but the Twitch of 2017 is much friendlier to deal with than the Twitch of 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've constantly tried to add things to make the experience better for both viewers and streamers. You know, adding the, uh, the feed that's basically a, a Twitter feed specifically for Twitch streamers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tweaking the entire layout of the website to make things easier to find, right? Yep. Uh, even game-specific things, like for League and Overwatch, you can even sort streams by, like, character they like to play. Mm-hmm. 
and all sorts of things like that. Though I would say that Twitch's big challenge in the last couple of years has been uh, moderating the viewer community. Uh, which <laughs> how how novel a concept. People are assholes on the internet. Who would have thought? Well, it's fine when they're not the ones making money, like when they're just part of the rabble. I'm not saying it's fine. I'm saying like you run into far fewer issues. And I I, I realize this is like an ongoing thing with, you know, Twitch chat. You know, it, it's almost hard to say the words Twitch chat because you know like the heavy connotations that come with that phrase. <laughs> but it's true. Like, you know, Twitch chat is – just as bad as YouTube comments and and people kind of don't want to make the comparison, but it really is. But the thing is, is that, you know, uh, there's, there doesn't seem to be any moderation or filtration system that is working for it. And I, I I would add some nuance there. Yeah. Uh, cause that's what I was kind of leading to. Right. Mm -hmm. So you actually, funny enough, YouTube comments have been cleaned up quite a bit as well over the, the last couple of years. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what steps have been taken, but we should give YouTube some kudos where it's due. Like, there's still a, there's still a lot of ignorant nonsense on there, as there's going to be on pretty much any website that lets human beings contribute something. I don't know. The last time the last time I watched a video on on YouTube uh, yesterday, there was plenty <laughs> of nonsense in the comments section. <laughs> it all, well, see, here's where the nuance comes in. And this is the same thing for Twitch. It depends on what you're looking at. So for Twitch, yeah. right, the largest streams – so if you – Twitch chat is going to be borderline unviewable in any stream for a large event. So here let me, let me throw out – I guess it's a good time to throw out Frog's theory of Twitch chat. Okay. <laughs> Hear me out, because the I, I was before you start though. I just want to say that uh, you're right. It does depend on what you're watching. But I was watching a, a, a live Aretha Franklin performance on YouTube, and people were still going crazy in the comments. And I was like, "Is nothing sacred?" Oh no, no, absolutely not. And in fact, this also this flies right into my theory of Twitch chat. Right? Go for it. Which is that on Twitch. Large events – well, actually, I should start on the other end. Small communities, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're a streamer and you have, you know, let's say consistent viewer base of like 50 people, right? Yeah. You will probably find that that group of 50 people are very pleasant to chat with, right? Yeah, like uh, like our good friend Dingus. Exactly. Well, he would he would probably dispute that. He's had a <laughs> he's had a couple of speed bumps, but he's got a good group of, of viewers. He's, uh, yeah, he's certainly not the vitriolic nonsense that Twitch chat is known for amongst the broader gaming public, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So small communities, you typically have a very good experience uh, because norms are enforced, and it is very easy to pick out and isolate people who don't follow them, right? But even I came to notice in larger streams, like, for example, my favorite streamer, Maximilian, right, mm -hmm. uh, noted FGC streamer, he averages like seven, 8,000 people per stream. But even his stream, his Twitch chat is usually very, very good. Uh, why is that? Again, norms were set from the get-go. These people all come here as a hangout spot. If you were going to a place that was a known hangout spot, 
uh, and you are a regular there, and somebody comes in there and starts doing fuck shit, what are you going to do? You're going to check them. Yep. And everybody else there is going to check them. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in even huge streams that are regular ones with a regular streamer. Another example, a guy like, well, this may not be the best example, but a guy like Moon Moon. It's a giant meme stream, like it's because he lets that happen, right? Mm-hmm. He's totally okay with rampant copy pasta, emoji spam, and, and just general nonsense. But it never, or very rarely, veers into like openly hatred style things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because that norm has been enforced. It's actually pretty amazing to me to look at because I'm like, how does this much spam and nonsense occur? And it not like go straight into flagrant racism. It, yeah. it's, it's quite amazing to watch. But what's the difference between that and like big live streams, right? So like mm-hmm. you said, like a big Aretha Franklin concert. Aretha Franklin is not a Twitch streamer or a YouTube streamer, dare I say. <laughs> they just they just threw that up so that thousands of people can come in and view this event, right? Yeah. Same thing for anything like let's say the Game Awards is another big one. You know, they're not there all year long cultivating a Twitch community. Yeah. That stream goes up for the Game Awards, comes down after, see you next year. In those situations, uh, people come in there and decide just to be the Rose Squad. It's basically like thousands of people being the old guys from the Muppets in 2017. In a sense. <laughs> oh, the uh, the Marley Brothers? I, I never even knew their names, but you know the guys that sit up there and just talk trash about everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they're brothers, and both of their na- last names are Marley, and uh, and they're the Marley brothers. Um, uh, Marley brothers Muppets. I'm pretty sure their last names are. Yep, Jacob and Robert Marley are huh. their names. Yep, the the Jacob Marley because that's a. I wonder if they were explicitly inspired by Charles Dickens. Well, they 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 must have been because they were um, they uh, they they uh, were in the uh, the Christmas uh, the Christmas Carol, the Muppet movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So they they must have been. <laughs> Shit! Literature for all y'all. Like, no, the, the Muppets. YouTube and Charles Dickens. Yeah, yo, the Muppets. Yeah, the Muppets are amazing, yo. I uh, rest in peace, Jim Henson, for real. Seriously, kids don't know these days. But that's a different <laughs> side podcast about the Muppets coming soon. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's essentially my theory of, t- of Twitch chat, right? Like big streams that are not a- a- affiliated with any uh, known entity have no norms. It's basically it's lawless there. But if you get have a stream of virtually any size where it's a regular streamer who has had the chance to set norms for their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will probably not be violated, and those communities are generally much better to deal with. You're right. Also, I, I, I will jump. I, I, I will uh, back you up on that for sure. Also, I need to correct myself. Those Muppets names are Statler and Waldorf, but they did play Jacob and Robert Marley in the Christ, in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah. But their names are actually Statler and Waldorf, and they. Were uh, usually have the last word, final comment. Uh, I don't know what their where their names came from, or if they were, um, but they yeah they were uh, they were considered uh, 
yeah, they, 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 they play Jacob and Robert Marley. But anyway, uh, to your point um, about fostering the community, yeah, I mean, it, it really does go by what is allowed and, you know, not just, not just from the, the other people who frequent the, the stream, but the actual streamer themselves. My, one of my favorite, of one of my favorite, uh, Twitch streamers is, is Arumba and he does a lot of the 4X games. He does a lot of the, um, the Paradox Plaza games. He he was a, he was a big, he was a, one of the really like the only and the largest reference if you really want to figure out how Europa Universalis works. But he, his MO is kind of like, not just performing these crazy feats in game, but like taking over literally the entire world with this tiny like Japanese island. But, but um, showing you how the game works rather than just doing the feat. So he he gets accused of save scumming a lot, right? Which is silly, but he never rebukes that fact because he's like, before we do this, I'm just gonna save really quick, and like it's fine. But like you look at his stream, there's always somebody who's new, and they're just like. Oh, look at this guy. He's safe scumming. He's like not even legit. And like, it's just like, oh my God, please. Like, but, but it's allowed. Nobody's, nobody ever immediately shuts that person out because they're there. They're just there to learn. So that's a norm that has been established. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's, that's just like, uh, like ignoring and like allowing and then ignoring is just kind of like, like you just know that person's new. So, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a good point. I will also add that Twitch has also added auto mod, and I'm not sure if it's exactly you know has been the magic bullet, mm-hmm. but it has it does give people like robust tools to, um, you know to to come moderate the chat yeah moderate the chat better you know by being able being able to being able to auto able to automate there already was the delay so that people can stop things from being posted to chat even before it gets to pub, you know, to actually being publicly visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then having things like, you know, sub only mode, slow mode, et cetera, et cetera. By focusing on the core user base of Twitch, right? Which is people streaming video games and people that love to watch those games. I think Twitch has done a really good job of building up a, a feature set and a standard, a standard for, YouTube to try and reach, which is why they're copying all their shit. Exactly. Because if if you look at YouTube live streams, oh, now that is the the lawless cesspool even in uh, well regarded streams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it it just is not that mature a platform. Yeah, they're trying to get there, but yeah. it's it's not there yet. So um, yeah, it's a this whole thing has been. To me, it's so fascinating to watch uh, this ongoing competition because ultimately it does benefit everybody, right? Just like we were talking about Let's Plays earlier, so how they benefit everyone. Yeah. This this competition ultimately benefits everybody involved, um, even if in terms of pretty much everything, Twitch is vastly better than YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, the competition is, is very welcome and, and very necessary. It, it, it is, it's, it most certainly is. And, but, but you, you can't watch this whole thing and have it seem like it's not completely one-sided because, because Twitch is faring so much better than YouTube in this. And, you know, 
it's it's almost it's almost like a, a thought experiment in, in and of itself. It's just like find out exactly where YouTube went wrong, right? And it's hard to pinpoint because you know both came from like related but different places, and then kind of tried to you know meet a little bit on the Twitch side where where uh, you know YouTube added a segment of the website that was you know essentially the YouTube version of Twitch. Right. And things fell apart almost immediately, right? Like yeah. this was this was very shortly after the launch of YouTube Gaming or, or YouTube Red or whatever the hell it's called, and it just seems like it just seems like um, YouTube was was doomed from the start. Um, YouTube uh, YouTube was uh, you know gigantic and a juggernaut just all by itself. Twitch was a juggernaut all by itself and gaining steam. And YouTube tried to do this thing too. And it's just controversy after controversy after controversy. And it all seems to be stuff that they have done to themselves. Twitch has done nothing to interfere with YouTube. Um, They haven't tried to, uh, you know, you know, pilfer any of their, any of their talent. Um, that we know of, and they're they're still just coasting along. They're still full steam ahead, while YouTube is just just mired in controversy. And I want to know what happened. Like, what ha- was was this all just under the surface, and then got released when they decided to go full fully live, um, or or did they implement it incorrectly, and this could have been prevented from YouTube when they when they launched it. I, I just, I just don't know. It seems, it seems like you, it seems like a website that nobody's ever heard of would have done a much better job simply just copying Twitch's, uh, thing. But then again, that never would have worked either because you, you needed the, the talent foundation in order for that to get off the ground in the first place, which YouTube had and nobody else did. So where where do you where do you go do you i mean e- even if the infrastructure was even there i mean even if you were going to you know back in the connect days even if you were just going to broadcast straight from your couch using the connect you could only do that through twitch and i think it's the same thing with with playstation and right. you know if if it's just the people who are were just creating let's plays Right, just people who are creating let's plays on YouTube, right? Uh, that decided to go the streaming route because they decided to brand it from the get go as a gaming venture, as a gaming specific venture, right? And those people already had, you know, some level of shadiness in their content, in in their viewership, you know, whatever. Then. Certainly they would have, you know, the powers that be would have said, hey, maybe we should, um, you know, have like a trial period. Like maybe we should just open it up to a couple of people that we think won't be problematic or maybe just the biggest ones or even if the biggest ones are the most problematic. Like I don't know <laughs> what they could have done. It, it almost seems like like usually when a big corporation fucks up, right, 
I can count on either you or me to say, well, here's their big old mistake. Here's this big red flag they should have seen and not done, or, or this is what they should have done differently. But in this case, it almost seems like they're, you know, it, it's, uh, I heard this, um, I heard this quote once and I don't know if it's from a movie or, or what, but, um, when you're using rose colored glasses, all of the red flags just look like flags. Mm. And it mm. almost seems like we were so comfortable with the idea of YouTube as a platform that when they expanded in this direction, nobody really said to themselves, hey, wait a minute. All of the people who are really popular on YouTube are assholes or are doing something illegal. And all of the people who comment on their videos are assholes. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go fully live with all of these assholes, right? But we're, we're so comfortable with the idea of YouTube being our reference for almost anything. If I want to learn how to do something, I'm still going to YouTube. I am almost positive that I made that point all the way back in episode 15, 113 episodes ago. And I'm pretty sure you did too. And, and it's still the case. It's right. still the case. I can't go to Twitch and learn how to um, learn how to replace the um, learn how to replace the hubcaps on my car. Right. I can't do that. It, I, I I have to go to YouTube. I I'm I'm not going to uh, learn how to solder on Twitch. I'm going to do it on YouTube. Right. And we were so mm -hmm. and we were so comfortable with just it being a reference, this, this, this perfect visual compendium to, uh, you know, to, to, to your, your average, uh, everyday layman hobbyist that, right. that we, we forgave a lot of the cultural misgivings and, you know, we, we just decided to not look at the comments and that was fine. But when it's live, you can't not look. And when, when it's live, there's no room for editing. You know, you can't say the N word and say, oh, well, that's probably not kosher. I'm not going to do that. Even though I doubt anybody who uses the N word would also use the term kosher, like in, <laughs> like in earnest. Uh, right. but, but you know, you know what I mean, right? Like if, if, if so I'm not sure if maybe like, I don't, I don't mean to get like too defeatist here, but like, are we all to blame for not like just fixing this before it got to the point it got or are, are we are we this bad for just saying like oh we'll just ignore the bad comments and oh we'll just ignore these like problematic content creators because we need this to work in order for us to exist in 2015 right and then mm -hmm. if that's you know if that's the case and we are all to blame then like I'm 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 you know seeing now far too many allegories between you know, YouTube going live and the 2016 election cycle. And it's just like awful, right? Like who's, who's well, to blame so here? So, I mean, you went into uh, quite a well there, but <laughs> let, let's start with this. So let's start with this to the preface for our listeners, which is that, uh, let's not pretend for a second that YouTube is going anywhere anytime soon. It's not, no. Uh, they are, Still very much in the black as far as I'm aware. And I don't even think the adpocalypse for all of the annoyance and, and mischief it has brought to, to put it mildly, is brought to your average YouTube creator. It has not really made a dent in YouTube itself. That said, 
I was listening just today. Shout out to James Chen and Ultra David, uh, two of my favorite FGC commentators, uh, listening to their show. And they were talking about their own – this is an older episode, but they were talking about their own uh, perils with demonetization. But uh, for them, it was not such a big deal. But James Chen made the point that YouTube at this point, because of all the these core problems, is ripe for a market disruption. He used a different term, but it, he's referring to a market disruption. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Uh, even though – Nobody has been able to challenge YouTube because, as you said, uh, YouTube functions as a social network, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it is not explicitly a you go there because your friend's there, it's a you go there because everything's there. As you said, you can't go to Twitch to learn how to change the hubcaps on your car or to play the guitar or to fix your sink or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to give YouTube props here because – uh, I remember reading years ago that their biggest like organizational drive was to get people to spend more time on YouTube. And I was like, okay, buddy, because I knew at the time for myself, if I went on YouTube, I watched one video I searched for and I was out. But between like the autoplay and the massive improvement they've done to suggested videos, like a staggering improvement – uh, even I am like, damn, I could really watch this video. I could re-. Like, you can easily go to YouTube and get lost immediately. That said, YouTube, to this to your question now, YouTube is a product of a different internet era. <laughs> 2005. Yeah. <laughs> In internet terms, that was another epic. Right? It re- no, it really was. So, in that time, we can't fault YouTube too much because the, the the site was conceived and built in a different social context, right? And it is just built up into the juggernaut is today. And everything that we've been talking about in terms of like as you said, the game YouTube gaming and all of the attempts for live streaming, all of that were bolted onto the site later. Uh, Twitch is a is the new school child. It is born of an entirely new context. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should also know it is probably the best signifier we have to the the immense power, like industrial power of electronic gaming in, in this decade, right? The fact that a life live streaming website got completely co-opted by gamers to the point where the original website was killed and the gaming website became one of the biggest websites on the internet. She says quite a lot. Uh, I would say if anybody is going to put a challenge to YouTube in, in their core functionality, it's going to be Twitch. In fact, they've already started laying the groundwork, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've already started laying the groundwork for people being able to host video, like non-streaming video on their website. Yeah. I know I've seen a lot more Twitch clips being passed around as of late. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh and that, that is the, that's the rub for YouTube right now. Twitch was born for a very specific audience and born of a different era where the standards have been changed. The, the ad model that Google itself and YouTube have been built on is kind of old hat. Very much still works, doesn't it? But there are some core deficiencies in a world 
where people are now used to going and sitting down and watching long streams and having this kind of deeper uh, one, well, not one, excuse me, this deeper real time interaction with a content creator, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why the patronage model has become so powerful. Uh, and then all the tools that Twitch has built to make that as easy as possible to do. Now you have an entire cottage industry led by gaming, but you can easily see where other uh, forms of media and other hobbies are going to get into the mix too. You already have musicians on Twitch and artists, right? Uh, so the future for where Twitch can take their model is virtually endless. And I think that is what Google and, and the folks at YouTube specifically knew. I would imagine they... Like, we don't know the details of the bidding war, but I would imagine that Google fought hard to get Twitch. Because just like Mark Zuckerberg uh, goes around buying up companies so that to, pre to cut off their potential uh, threat to Facebook, Instagram being a huge example of that, yep. uh, I think Google wanted to, if we found out the details, I would bet that Google wanted very much to buy up Twitch to cut off their threat to YouTube. Because I think they saw some of that writing on the wall, even mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. But failing to do so because Amazon was like, nah. <laughs> Amazon was like, nah, bruh. And they swooped in and, and got a foothold. Uh, because they did that, that left Google in the unenviable position of being like, well, shit, now we have to come up with a viable contender. Thus far, not only have they failed to come up with a viable contender, but now, as we see, they have the threat of having even non-gaming people leave for Twitch because of the patronage model. Yep. Uh, they introduced sponsorships, and I'm very curious to see how that will go, because that they, they introduced it right now for YouTube gaming, but it's going to go live to all of YouTube eventually. That may solve the problem, and that may at least slow the, I guess, the decay of the YouTube model. Yeah. But by the time we come back to have episode three of Twitch versus YouTube, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, I, this, this, so far, this war has been very one-sided, uh, but things could get very interesting very soon. Yeah, I think that they have to uh, expand this model, keep trying to like throw more spaghetti at the wall until until a strand sticks because, you know, I, I it's a broader cultural issue uh, site-wide in order to to mitigate like a lot of the, you know, the 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 problematic content creators and the and the you know, the culture of the, the commentariat, but it's, um, at the very least, if Google can come up with ways, um, algorithmicless ways to provide income for the content creators, then it's a much better alternative, um, for, for the people who are already on YouTube than switching over. I can only imagine how difficult that decision must be to, you know, build up a huge following on, on YouTube and say, listen, this isn't working. Uh, I'm not making any money. Uh, you know, I, I, 
all of this is making very little sense to me how these advertisements work or, or don't work. And I'd much rather have all of these subscribers give me a little bit of money each to do this thing that I love doing and yep. actually make a job out of it. Um, so if they can implement that and at the very least, you know, keep this, uh, keep the YouTube creators uh, in a space where they're allowed to foster community rather than, um, you know, re- rely on these like arbitrary uh, digital models of, of advertising, then, uh, then that's going to be huge. But uh, something tells me that it's not going to be a hun- another 113 episodes before we end up talking about this again. So, um, so, so stay tuned. There will, there will, uh, invariably be, uh, a Twitch versus YouTube episode three. Uh, this is like, a this is like the Twitch versus YouTube, um, uh, uh, like, like sweet, except, except it's except spread out off. over 500 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so you're going to have to stay tuned for that for sure. Yeah, I'll also add real quick that as far as, like, moderating, like, the shitty creators or whatever, uh, I think the patronage model has also helped there, too. Uh, because if you think about it, right, YouTube doesn't necessarily want to kill PewDiePie's channel because they're also making quite a sum of money off of 57 million people. But I think with the patronage model... I mean, you could say the same for Twitch, but I feel like it's a lot easier for Twitch to be like, well, we don't like you, bye. Uh, And it's, you know, not particularly impacting their bottom line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. That's my theory, at least. Um, Maybe it's because you really don't see like the same level of ridiculousness from content people on Twitch that you do on YouTube. And I'd imagine maybe that's just because uh, Twitch streamers are coming up in this different era where now we understand much more that you have to be careful about what you say on the internet. I don't know. Um, maybe it's because the moderation has been, has been such an issue and has been uh, a, such a discussion in the Twitch community that, uh, that people have been very paying a lot of attention to it. I don't know. Uh, but I would imagine the patronage model on Twitch has something to do with it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it has to be right. If they can, um, if my job can uh, force me to wear a tie every day just by paying me to show up and uh, not giving me an option, I can't imagine why a whole bunch of people watching me do something uh, can, you know it can like, uh, guide my speech in a specific way also. Right. Right. Not to sound cynical, but it, it, it's, 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 it's community, social strata and income for sure. It's all three of those things. So, so yeah. So, uh, again, this is, this is, uh, this is an ongoing, uh, suite. Um, there will be, Definitely be a Twitch versus YouTube episode three. Can't say when, but I'm I'm sure a lot's gonna happen. We're gonna watch the we're gonna watch the subscription model that YouTube is implementing. But, um, but yeah, we've uh, we we've got uh, we've got plenty of time to figure out how that's gonna go. Um, if you guys want to check us out on on 
on social media, you can do so on Twitter at Frog Snacks, on Instagram at Frog Snacks Podcast. You can check out our website, frogsnacks.net. All of our episodes and written content are there. And also, obviously, we are on Apple Podcasts. You can rate, review, and subscribe there as well. And if there's anything else, if there's not anything else you want to add, then that's it for this week. That is it. All right. Peace out, everybody. Take care.